the reason to hear As man and woman Is to love each other Take care of each other When love walks in the room Everybody stand up And here we go, everybody. Another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on a Saturday afternoon, August 10th, 2019. Kicking off the show, message of love by the pretenders and the great Chrissy Hine. Big show to get to. We've got Major League Baseball, the surging Mets. The Yankees continue to get major contributions from some unlikely sources. We'll go around the rest of Major League Baseball. And back by popular demand, the one, the only, A.G., what is up? Which begs the, qu- the question, being that you just let off the show with the pretenders. Yes. So what are the New York Metropolitans who were dead and buried not two, three weeks ago? Yep. And now all of a sudden look like world beaters. Yep. You got uh, Conforto got game-winning knocks last night. Yep. Um, they're uh, what a half a game out of the wild card. Yes, indeed. So, all right, so let's hear it from uh, from you know one of the, one of their one of their biggest fans. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> so yeah, Pre- uh, pretender. Uh, pretender. Well, what, what do we got here? So obviously, you're watching one on an everyday basis. I have watched this team. I would say pretty much every game this year. Uh, I have done shows with you. I've done shows without you. I pretty much ripped this team on a daily basis. Rightfully so. Thank you very much. Um, you know, the uh, everything from the offseason, you know, the big acquisition of Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz, which uh, for the most part had proven to be disastrous. Um, the underachieving of the starting pitching, although, as I pointed out, till I'm blue in the face, mostly due to the fact that uh, the Mets' quote-unquote brain trust, and I use the term very lightly, insists on putting behind them a horrific defense. So as far as I'm concerned, look at the Mets' starters' ERAs. All of them take half a runoff minimum. Minimum. Um, so DeGrom's having an okay year, and he's got, he's got like a 270 yard. That, correct. That, that, that well, yeah. Any day. Yeah, he got but off to really a go, Really going on a limb, by the way. Yeah, well, he got off to a slow start, uh, but he's he's been very good lately. But, you know, it's the same thing. The Mets rarely ever score for him, or when they do score for him, they blow, you know, uh, Edwin Diaz, I think, has blown at least two wins for him after he's gone like seven innings, one run, and he's left with a lead. Um, but to answer your question... Regarding pretender or contender, uh, I'm going to say contender, and, and not so much because of the team, although obviously, they and we'll get to why uh, the, the, the massive uh, turnaround here and the massive improvement, but um, it, it has as much to do with the other teams that they're battling with, and that is all these teams nationally have flaws, all right. of them, other than the Dodgers. Right now, you got, right now I think there's six teams... Fighting for those two wild cards that are all like within the game of each other, and then yeah. like another like two or three that are within four games. So it's anybody's. Yeah, right now, game. If, all right. We'll take a look really quickly at the standings here in the National League uh, for the wild card. Even the Nationals are the leader at sixty-one and fifty-four. To contrast that, the Mets are sixty and fifty-six. So they're two back in the loss column from the first wild card. Right. Um, and they play obviously they play the Nationals you know tonight and tomorrow. So if the Mets can split these next two games, that's why last night's game was so huge, and we'll get to that also in a second. Um, if they can split these next two with Syndergaard and, and Degrom, you feel like you should have a pretty good chance of splitting the next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's look. If you would have said coming into the series it would take two out of three from the Nationals, I think you sign up for that right away. Of course, you'd love to get greedy and get the split, but um, you know they've got 
Corbin going tonight, who's pretty good. Uh, Every Met- time I look up, the, the Nats are blowing a big game. Well, they're both. It's, bull- it's just, it's just, it's just it's like five years in a row. The, the bullpen has has been their bugaboo for a very long time, um, and uh, the Mets catch catch a break this series seemingly because Scherzer's still not back off the DL. So they're gonna, but they, but but soft tossing Annabelle Sanchez, I'm sure, will somehow shut them down on Sunday. You can almost guarantee it. But in any event, I so got, yes, uh, that guy has killed the Yankees over the years. Uh, it's enraging. The guy, the guy can't break a pane of glass with his fastball anymore, and yet somehow he still is getting major league hitters out. Well, particularly in today's all-or-nothing home run derby, whoopee ball, baseball brand of baseball that gets played. Um, so yeah, so I'll say the Mets. Look, I mean, it's amazing. Three weeks ago, there were eleven games under five hundred. Two weeks ago, they had ten teams to pass in the wild card, and we're like eight and a half out of the last. And now. They have passed pretty much. Uh, they're they're now basically tied for uh, third place in the wild card with the, with the Phillies and the Cardinals, with a half game back of the Brewers uh, for the second wild card spot. Yeah. And again, as I said, only two back in the loss column for the Nationals uh, for the first wild card spot. And look, with the Mets starting pitching, particularly, and look, uh, when you make the wild card, I get it. You can't necessarily set it up, but guess what? I will take my chances of the one-game playoff if I can throw out either uh, DeGrom, Syndergaard, or Wheeler. I will take my chances against anybody. Also, with two guys at the top of the lineup, you know we're going to give you a good four, four to five good at-bats every game that are going to put you in you know, a close it, game with McNeil and uh, Alonzo. Well, so, yeah. I mean, so, we, well, so, so why have the Mets turned this around? A couple of reasons. Uh, McNeil and Alonzo have been great all year, right? They've been great all year. As has under the radar J.D. Davis. Now, he hasn't played as much because... He's got good numbers, though. He's been tremendous. He's really been tremendous this year. Uh, he's hit great at City Field. He gets big hits. He Last hits looked, late. He's like in the high, high 800s yeah, OPS. Yeah, mid to high 800s OPS. He's been tremendous in the limited amount of time he's got. Now, part of the reason he didn't play early was because of Robinson Cano, because I had to have him gumming up the works. And by the way, him getting hurt, best thing that ever happened in this team I don't, I don't care that he was 9 for 15 before he got hurt. It's the best thing that happened to this team uh, because uh, it allows the Mets to free up McNeil to play second where he should be playing. It allows J.D. Davis to play some more left field. Uh, and Although he's not a particularly skilled outfielder, the guy's bat, you have to have his bat in the lineup right now. And at least he has a good arm in the, in the outfield. So it's not the end of the world. Um, but so McNeil and Alonzo have been great all year. Obviously, they both made the all-star team. They've been great. J.D. Davis has been really good. Uh, the biggest reason for the Mets' improvement, Conforto and Rosario. These guys are finally doing what we thought they would be. You know, Conforto is an interesting case because, uh, you know, he came up in the 2015 season, right, sort of got off to a great start, was great in the playoffs, had a good World Series, right, hit the big home run off of Kershaw against the Dodgers. Everyone thought this guy was going to be a 300, 320 hitter, the smooth lefty swing with a little power. Uh, the highest batting average he's ever had so far in the Major League is 279. Um, he was, but again, this is not a different game. Uh, I mean, this is not the same game that, that uh, you know. Well, there's plenty of guys that still hit 300. And not that many. Play, it, but, it's uh, not that good many. hitters hit 300. It's not the same. It's not the good same. hitters hit 300. Not the same. I don't. I don't want to hear. It's don't give me same. 249 and tell me you're a good hitter. Sorry, I don't care how many times you walk. Don't hit 249 and tell me you're a good hitter. You're not, unless you're hitting 40 home runs. If a guy's hitting two, 265, 275, that's, that's different. That's fine. That's different. 
Michael Conforto was hitting 250. Two, if you're hitting the ball over the wall and you're driving and runs fine. Conforto okay. was hitting 240, basically, the first three months of the year. He was a 240 hitter. Yes, he draws his walks. Yes, he shows some power every now and then. I'm telling you the biggest reason is he's been red hot since the All-Star break. Uh, you know, high batting average, not swinging at bad pitches. By the way, you know that walk-off hit he got last night? First one of his career. Mm-hmm. First one of his career. Mm-hmm. Been in the league four years now. Yeah. Uh, and then Rosario's been tremendous in both sides of the ball. He went from... You're, yeah, I mean, you're... Uh, he's a you're, puzzling you're player. On, uh, how bad he was defensively. He, he was atrocious. He was absolutely atrocious defensively the first half of the year. I mean, that play he made last night, I don't know if you saw the game. I did not. Uh, DJ, Joe, DJ Dozier hit a rocket shot um, with second and third and one out when the score was still 3-3, I believe. And uh, that's a play that... You know, should be made. It's an above-average play, but a short, a good shortstop should make it. That has gone under his glove, over his glove, through his glove, somehow he's over just, his he's arm. Really accustomed to him not making the play. Correct, and he made the play last night. And he's and he he kind of, made, kind of like when uh, Didi first came came up with the Yankees. Correct, like it was all those almost plays. Correct, correct. A very similar. It's an excellent analogy. Very similar. Day late and a dollar short on a lot of plays. Um, yeah, he had an excellent defensive series last week against the Marlins. I understand the Marlins are terrible. Don't care. Uh, need him to make these plays. He's been making them. You know, his big issue was going into the hole to his backhand. He's gotten much better at that. Uh, he's gotten better at turning double plays. Um, so his improvement and Conforto's improvement have been massive. Um, and then, you know, look, the bullpen when they got Justin Wilson and, and Luis Avalon back, believe it or not, has really helped solidify the bullpen. And also, to be fair, because I've been very critical of Seth Lugo also, uh, he's been lights out. I mean, the guy's given up uh, I don't think he's given up a run in about a month. Uh, he's been tremendous. But look, they still got to tiptoe through the raindrops every single time Diaz comes in the game. It's a high wire act. Um, and by the way, getting rid of that, that jackass uh, Jason Vargas, so you can you can only improve, improve, <laughs> yeah. the, improve your, your team. Well, you know, well, certainly certainly replacing him with Marcus Stroman, you would think would be an upgrade. Um, well, we got to get to that, by the way. You you have to tell me why he's not a New York Yankee. Yeah, well, listen. I think I said two months ago on this show he would have been a perfect fit for the Yankees. So um, you know, listen, it, it, it's weird. We'll get to that in a second. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yes, replacing Jason Vargas. So of course his first start with the Phillies, he was not very good against the Diamondbacks. So he's helping the Mets out in two ways: mm-hmm. getting off my team, right, and, and then, then pitching a, a bad game, and then taking a loss uh, against the Diamondbacks the other night. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, throws over the first twelve times just because he doesn't want to throw the ball. Uh, it's, he doesn't yeah, want to pitch the ball. Yeah, ridiculous. That was so infuriating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, twelve but, times he threw over it to, to a guy that wasn't. It was didn't even have a lead just because he didn't want to pitch the ball. And, he wasn't comfortable throwing the ball to the plate. And then he did it. And then he did it. Then the next night he did it with the pitcher on first base. He threw over eight times with the pitcher on first base. Yeah. Uh huh. It's enraging. But but I'm sorry. Where is my manager? Where is my manager? Does he do anything? Is he ever? involved in anything. If the guy's a former pitching coach, yet the Mets never... They either throw over to first base way too many times when it's not warranted, or they never pay attention to the runners at first base, and guys just run rough shot all over the Mets all the time. I mean, just watch Trey Turner tonight and tomorrow against the Mets. Anytime he gets on ba- on first base, he's immediately going to be on second or third base. Every single time. He scored on a wild pitch last night to make it 6-3 that the ball went about four feet away from the catcher. But my catcher doesn't pay any attention, and my pitcher doesn't pay any attention. They both look at each other, so he just comes right down the line and scores, by the way, without a play. The ball went maybe four feet away from Wilson Ramos. Mm. And that was a huge play at the time. Because now... 
Now, obviously, that's another run. It's, you're down three runs now going in the, into the bottom ninth. Obviously, every run is critical. Now, the fact that Sean Doolittle cannot get the Mets out. Do you know that Sean Doolittle, the closer for the Nationals, has given up 19 runs all season, 10 against the Mets? Wow. After last that, night. No, that's the Yankees never hit that. Oh, the Mets. I, I don't know if the Yankees have ever scored. He, he's pitched six, maybe now after last night, seven innings against the Mets. I believe he's given up 17 hits in seven innings wow. and 10 runs. I remember when he was with the A's. Uh, yeah, we could right. Not, we couldn't do anything well, of the good Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, his, his, uh, his fastball velo is way down these mm-hmm. days. I remember in the A's, he used to be a high 90s guy. He basically tops out at 95 now. He's pretty much a one-pitch pitcher. The Mets certainly seem to have his number. Uh, when Frazier came up last night, I actually was very confident he was going to hit a home run. So it's kind of like the, so- uh, the Sox against Antonio Osuna? Uh, Roberto Osuna? Oh, the, guy, the former Blue Jays closer? Yeah. Who's now with the Astros? Yeah, I mean, listen, so far this year, the Mets have totally owned him. But you know what else gave me... Uh, made me think that maybe the Mets have something going here. There was a play last night. It was still a tie, uh, scoreless game. Uh, Rendon comes up, who is having a great year. He's having an MVP calendar year, and, and he all caliber year, and he also kills the Mets. I mean, if, if Anthony Rendon was hitting 270, he'd still hit 350 against the Mets. I mean, he kills them. Mm-hmm. So he comes up, hits a, hits a blooper, uh, hit, hit what I think is a blooper to right field, right? I mean, the, the ball this year it's, is such a joke. So I'm like, oh, man, that's going to drop in. I can't believe it. Next thing I know, my right fielder, who's a second baseman, and Jeff McNeil, and my center fielder, who's a left fielder, Michael Conforto, are keystone copping it in, in the gap and running into each other and taking each other's legs out. Uh, old Mets, both out for the rest of the year. Both complete, That's it, broken leg, yep. concussion, whatever. But both out for the rest of the year. My two best, two of my best, my top four players, both out. Meanwhile, they both came away completely unscathed, and Conforto obviously contributing late yes, with the, so, with the so walk-off you, so hit. So you wonder if, uh, you know, Fall of the, all these years of, of, I, of incessant maybe I mean, I mean look, not good. knocking knocking the Mets training staff and now I can't keep a guy on the field for more than two games I, yeah you know oh with the Yankees yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean look knock wood I just gonna say when I saw that last night my immediate thought was oh great now both these guys are gonna be out for the, I mean I'm not even joking yeah, no, I was like I'm like you've been, you've been conditioned I'm like great both these guys are gonna be out for the rest of the year so the fact that I have to celebrate. That guys aren't out for the rest of the year. I mean, that's what being a Mets it's, fan is. Yeah. That basically, that is the essence. Setting, setting the bar uh, not yes. all that high. That's the essence of being a Mets fan. Um, but, look, the Mets also still give you a million reasons to be skeptical. First of all, they've clouseled their way into this thing. Okay, the front office has no idea what they're doing. They have no clear plan. You, uh, you want to talk about getting Marcus Stroman, right? Right. So... I mean, what was what, what was the what was the, the, the reasoning behind that? The reasoning behind it was two Gi- giving up two fall prospects, right? Right. The, 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 the prospects, the middling prospects. Right. Yeah. Right? The prospects the Mets gave up for him. You know, all these Mets fans on Twitter are losing their minds and trying to pretend like it's. By the way, just 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 to, it, just just to interrupt real quick, we got the Yankee game on here in the background. The Yankees, I believe, are seventy six and forty, and my man over here is moaning and groaning now because the Blue Jays just scored a run. Just, just so you know, three run homer. Just, oh, 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 you poor. I feel I feel for you. you it's should. rough. It's got to be should. tough. It's tough. 
It's tough when the likes of oh. Gio Urshela and Mike Ta- Harriet Taubman Talkman and uh, Higgy Ashawasha and Austin Romine, who stinks to high heaven. And all, 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 all these guys are having careers. Anyway. Trying to win championships here. Anyway. Uh, so the Mets have clouseled their way into this thing. So they got Stroman because of this. One, they, obviously they thought he was an upgrade over Jason Vargas. Two, he signed for another year. Wheeler is obviously going to be free agent after this year. So I, feel, I, think, I think they felt like if they were going to lose Wheeler, they could replace him with Stroman for a little less money, but with another year of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, look, the prospects they gave up, Anthony Kay, 24-year-old. He's already had Tommy John surgery once. He had a very good year at Double A this year. When he got promoted to Triple A, he was very bad. He had like a six-something ERA. Yeah, uh, he got a little better lately. He was really his first four starts. He was atrocious. And then they gave up a kid who's in high A ball, who's 18 years old, whose scouts love his arm. He had a 4.30 ERA at high A ball. I'm supposed to worry about that guy? Right. He was 18. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe in five years from now he turns out to be really good. That's five years from now. And Strowman's 28. It's not like he's a 34-year-old wash, washed-up has-been. Yeah. I mean, he's not great, Strowman, but he's certainly a, a quality number three or four starter, I'd say. Uh, guy fields his position great. He was a former Gold Glover. Brings a lot of you know. He can get under your skin. Oh, of course. Listen, if, if you're playing against him, he's irritating beyond belief. Although, by the way, that's that's where baseball is now. Also, every home run is 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 is, is celebrated like it's a walk off. Uh, it doesn't matter what what the score is in the game. Doesn't matter where we are in the game. Everybody would. I mean, I remember in 07, How dare the Mets! Do high fives, man. How dare Jose Reyes and Carlos Delgado and Beltran do their little choreographed high fives? That's not that long. It's 12 years ago. And now that is standard operating procedure in Major League Baseball right now. Let the kids have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Good. Let the pitchers run up to the hitters after they strike them out from two feet away and wave at them. And then let's see how much the, the hitters like that, too. We'll see how much fun that is for the kids. Please. This whole sport is an absolute disaster between the analytics and all this nonsense that goes. I mean, look, I was getting into the game, of course, last night as a fan, but I'm like, guys, can you tone it down just a little? I mean, just a hair. I mean, look, I understand Alonzo's exciting. This isn't Keithy's game anymore. Uh, Oh, certainly not. (laughs) Oh, jeez, what is going on? What is going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so last night. The, the whatever genius producer uh, for SNY decided to put Ronnie, Keith, and Gary out in left field. They were so out of sorts all night long. <laughs> Gary kept saying base hit to right field when it was to left field. So Keith goes, Gary, Gary, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know. I don't know which way is up from from out here. I don't know what's going on. Oh uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was outstanding. I mean, you got to really go to extra lengths to rattle those guys, and they were <laughs> rattled all night. It was very disconcerting, by the way. As as a well, they, they should they could take notes from the the, uh, the ESPN team. You know, oh my god, please, behind the left field stands. Oh please, like, I mean, yeah, it's not as that's not. They're they're so bad it's that that I'm in lockstep with with the most maybe one of the more annoying humans on the planet, Phil Mushnick. I mean, he does nothing but rip that pro that production. It's Every great. week, and he's 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 a hundred percent spot on. I mean, there's not not one you know, thing I he says them, inaccurate. Maybe a month ago, I must have caught him on where they had a pretty good game. Where like, wow. A-Rod, yeah, where Arod actually had a good game, hmm. and I remember thinking, was all right, maybe maybe Shocking. so bad. And then I, I listened to him. Um, I, I saw him, I guess, last week uh, against against the Sox. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not even. He was just it, the whole thing was just atrocious. Well, it's not even. It's so bad. It's not. It, 
Individually, they're all terrible. I can't stand Jessica Mendoza. I can't stand A-Rod. I can't stand Vascursion. But then you also add the extra layer of the horrendous production with the nonstop onslaught of on-screen statistics and the strike box. and the, It's just awful. Anyway, moving on. Here's where you get nervous when you're as far as the Mets being in this or not. And obviously they're in it. Look, they're four games over 500. If you would have told me two or three weeks ago that they'd be here, I would have signed up for it, of course, in a second. But even last, the manager still has no idea what he's doing. Here, last night's a perfect example. Stroman ba- grinded through six innings, 102 pitches. He left the bases loaded in the sixth inning, right? Tie game, 3-3. They got very lucky that inning. That the Nationals had first and third, nobody out. Uh, Suzuki hits a chopper to, to Frazier. Instead of just taking the easy double play, he spikes the ball, throws it home, spikes it, Luckily, Ramos blocks it, so they get the runner coming home from third, except, of course, the Mets' Keystone copped the rundown, so the Nationals got to get second and third and one out. Mm-hmm. Then Dozier hits the rocket shot that Rosario catches. Then they intentionally walk the eighth-place hitter, and then he strikes out Strasburg to end the inning. He was done. Anybody watching that game knew Strowman was done. He was all amped up for that game last night. He was running around doing sprints 30 minutes before the game in his Daryl Strawberry throwback jersey. Uh, he, you know, he's a very emotional pitcher, as you know. Uh, he struck out seven guys. He's not a strikeout pitcher. He struck out seven guys in the first three innings because he was all amped up, all pumped up. Uh, it was obvious to the world. You, you, you take his three innings, six, uh, three runs, six innings, and you run with it, right? Not Mickey Callaway. Brings him out for the seventh to face the top of the order in Trey Turner, who had already had a hit and a walk against him. Uh, walks, it, walks him again. Then he brings in Justin Wilson to face Eaton. Gets an out. Then Rendon hits a broken bat bloop shot to shortstop. Oh, except it's a home run because baseball's a joke. Uh, so now it's 5-3. But here's the point. You don't trust Justin Wilson to lead the inning off clean in a tie game to pitch to Trey Turner, but you trust him with a guy on base to pitch to Anthony Rendon, their best player? That makes zero sense. This is why I can't trust the manager. Yeah. This is why I can't trust him. And we'll throw in some more Mets stuff, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, so they well, sign- again, if, if you're, you know, if you're uh, – if you're the manager, you've got to have a feel of, of your starting pitcher. Now, a lot of times, also, I mean, like, uh, when, I, when I say, like, a sixth inning, yeah. you have a pitcher who, like, you know, gets a big third out to get out of the sixth. Right. And he's, like, and, he, and he's like you know, gets really amped up. Right. Then I'm like, you can't send him back out there. Right. He just, he All just the spent, adrenaline leaves the body. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what happened last night. And, again, this guy's a former pitching coach. This is supposed to be his forte, and he gets this stuff wrong all the time. Here's the other thing that drives you nuts about the Mets from an organizational standpoint. So they signed Joe Panic yesterday. Yes. Yeah, okay. That. So whatever, take a flyer on a guy. Guy had a couple of good years a few years ago. He's been mostly awful, but he can't be anything any but anything worse than Luis Guillorme, uh, who they called up from AAA. So you think okay? Hey, the ob- you like Benson? Uh, <laughs> Benson. Right, Robert Guillaume, just a little. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He he, he reminds me of a, a chubbier, taller a Hispanic Glenn Hubbard. That's what that's what he reminds me of. Um, with a dopey you beard. Bring up Glenn Hubbard. <laughs> um, so, so you figure, okay, they signed Joe Panic. He's a lefty. Guillaume's a lefty. They're gonna send Guillaume down. He's got options, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Guess what the Mets do? They DFA Danny Echevarria. 
who's a much better player. Not that he's any superstar, but first of all, he's an that's, excellent that's a guy, fielder. That's a good guy to have on your Thank team. you. Thank you. Thank you. A useful player. Would you agree with Absolutely. me? Thank you. Thank you. They and, def- also, and also in a pinch, he can give you a good at Exactly. He's not an automatic out. Luis Guillorme is an automatic out, non-competitive at-bats. Echevarria at least will give you a decent at-bat every now and then. He's not an automatic out. He's a career 250 hitter. He's fine. And he's an excellent glove. Excellent glove. Gold glove caliber defense. He can also play him at third, too. Exactly. He can play third, short, second, no problem. So the Mets DFA him. And everyone's like, what? Why? Oh, guess why? Because if he would have been on the roster as of today, he was doing a million-dollar bonus. And seriously, where is Major League Baseball? Why are the Mets allowed to operate this way? (laughs) Seriously, you are willfully putting an inferior product on the field to save a million dollars. If you can't afford a million dollars, you should not be allowed to own the team. They ran Frank McCord out of L.A. with the Dodgers, however, many years ago. And we all know the only reason Will Pons got to keep the Mets after the Madoff fiasco was because they're good buddies with Bud Selig. But Bud Selig isn't there anymore. Rob Manfred, what the hell are you doing? That should not be allowed. That's a competitive balance issue. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not saying that Denny Echevarria is Brooks Robinson or Derek Jeter, but he's a useful winning player. Luis Guillorme is not. He's not a major league caliber player. No offense to him. Yes, I understood. He, uh, Stanley hit 300 in AAA. Big deal. He, when, every time he's gotten a chance at the major league level, he doesn't hit at all. Decent glove, but he can't hit. Wilpon's going to Wilpon. Exactly. So that's the thing. So every time you want to get behind this team yeah, and you want to get excited. They make it impossible. Listen, this is what I have to do. I have to separate the players from the organization because I love the players. I love this team. McNeil, Alonzo, J.D. Davis. I mean, lots of guys. Obviously, the pitchers I love. I'm so thank God the Mets didn't trade Syndergaard. I was going nuts before the trade deadline. I was like, oh okay, yeah, really? We're gonna trade him to the, 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 the to the Padres for three of their middling prospects. Get, get, watch how fast I stop being a Mets fan if they do that. Mm. If, if for for Marceau, for Marceau, Marceau, yeah, that that scrub center fielder, uh, Manuel Margot. For the Padres. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a great fielder. I already have that guy on my team. His name is Juan Lagares. And that's the other reason, by the way. Juan Lagares last night comes up to pinch hit to bunt, right, to get a runner over to second when the, t- when the game was tied after Frazier hit the three-run homer. Can't even get the bunt. He pops the bunt up, so Panic has got to, you know, hesitate off first base, and they get the lead runner. Now, it ended up not mattering because Rosario got a big two-out hit, and then Conforto finished it with the— with Still, the, that's, that's not uh, a— that, He's hitting 185. What, what, I, I, is, I can't— what is, he, what is he on your team? Exactly. He's, he literally might be the most useless player in Major League Baseball because his defense isn't even what—isn't close to what it used to be. I mean, he's not a liability, but he's not the—you know, he used to be Jackie Bradley-level junior. Right. Jackie Bradley-junior-level right. good. He's not near that. Anymore, he's hitting 185. He can't even get a bunt down. Uh, guess why he's on the team though? Because he's making nine million dollars this year. And by the way, can we also get rid of this Aaron off there and get Rajai Davis up here? Another one, by the way. I understand Rajai Davis is not a superstar, but you can tell me you don't want a guy like that on your team, especially when you're making a run for the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Guy can at, at worst, Rajai Davis can play all three outfield positions and pinch run late in the game and steal you a base when you need one. At worst, Aaron Althair can't do any of that. It, 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 I don't understand sometimes what the Mets are doing. All right, he was a guy, by the way, that uh, I know. You know, I think his, his skills have diminished quite a bit. But they have, the but years, he was a guy that late in games would always, always give you a tough at bat. Yep. he was always a guy I did not want to see late in the game. Yep. Like he would just he foul off tough pitches and he get and you know and he'd finally get when he liked and drive it. I mean, he was he's a good major league player. He is. The Mets by the way, the, the, no, the Mets called him up this year. He hit a home run in his first at bat, I think. And like played well for a few games and then got sent back down. 
Um, I, I have no idea why he's not here. I don't. Now, they, they, they changed the rule this year, right? You're not allowed to go to 40-man rosters after September 1st. It's more like 30 now or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, which is good, by the way. We've talked about that in the past. That's a terrible rule. So, I mean, but I, I don't know what the Mets are waiting for. I mean, it's three weeks from now. He's, he's definitely a better option than Aaron Althair. But anyway, probably, probably financial reasons, I'm sure. Uh, so getting over to your squad, I know you're going through a very painful time right now. You had a nerve to lose last night, first time in, in what, two weeks that you, the Yankees lost? You have a, what, ten-and-a-half game lead at least? Uh, the, you, you buried you buried your arch rivals last week. Yeah, it was a good weekend. So, a very nice weekend. Yeah, so you got to be pretty happy overall. And as I alluded to earlier— I was, By the way, I was in Holland when they— when they lost when three they, out of four. Yeah, four. Right, I was thinking so, about you. Know, so, you know, so the game started like 2 o'clock. No, right. I didn't get the major league. I was going to get the major league. I was like, oh, right. yeah. so I was just so I was watching like, the game cast. Yeah, right. So, so three, pretty much three games in a row by, uh, by about 2.30 in the morning. It's like, okay, and we're done. Yeah, yeah, because, um, yeah. But then, the, but then the, the fourth game where they, they salvaged that fourth game. Right. That was a Sunday Sunday night game, so you get the ESPN uh, radio feed. Oh, okay. So I actually listened to the whole game. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so five, in the clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> having total meltdowns because Zach Britton can't throw a strike. <laughs> yeah, it, good stuff. Oh, good, boy. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but they, uh, and then after that, they just, uh, they started running the table. Yeah. So obviously, this has been the year of the, 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 the unsung uh, unwar- you know, unheard of, unheralded player stepping up huge for you it's guys. Insane. I mean, I mean, Gio Urshela, Gio Urshela, Cameron Maben. Yeah, Cam- I mean, playing out Cam- of mind. Cameron Maben was a homeless man's version of B.J. Upton. I mean, that guy was that. Not even, not even that. Guy. He was atrocious. <laughs> not even that. <laughs> An absolute atrocity. I mean, I just saw the. I just saw, when I was watching the little Yankee game earlier. I just saw in the last however many games between Higiosha. Well, however you say his name, yes, and 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 Austin Roman, they combined to hit like three hundred, like seven home runs and eighteen RBIs yeah, in, or something in, uh, like right. that. Right in in, uh, in Sanchez's absence. And in Sanchez's yeah, absence. I, I mean, it's if insane. you got that from Gary Sanchez, you would have been thrilled. You got you got nothing out of uh, out of Stanton. I don't know if he's going to even play again this year. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, that was that was such a ridiculous trade to be. You got you talk about a guy you never needed to begin with. But anyway, go ahead. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, not sure if Luke Voigt's going to play again this year. Yeah, Hicksy's always hurt Hicksie's every time he's hurt. Turned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 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 Judge, by the way, Luke Voigt's another one. A guy you, you picked off the scrap heap yeah. last year, and all of a yeah. sudden he's turned out to be a very useful player. Judge has not been judged. I also, I think he's still. Yeah, he'll get. I think. Although I think he's still dealing with the. Uh, he's still got the. Um, the oblique. I'm sure that yeah. that's because supposedly that that injury lingers. Yeah, it does. Everybody who's had that injury says that it's it's. You, yeah, you, you, you can only you rest it. it. You you you're not going to be the same. Yeah, you can only thing. rest it. They I mean, he's only got 11 home runs. He's 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 not pulled a single home run this entire season. Yeah, um, I mean, he just he doesn't look quite the quite the same. But, yeah, you know, I hear you. But that's the, I mean that's the thing. You guys are 36 games over 500 without con- key contributions from you know Didi obviously missed a lot of time early. Um, well, you do as a Yankee fan. You know, yes, this has been a dream season so far. You got to worry about starting. Very, very worried in a short series about yeah. starting. So, so, it so, I, so I'm glad you brought that it up. It is not good. So that's what I wanted. To, that's what I want to get to. So, so you would of course like to have had Stroman on your squad, correct? Yeah, I think he could have helped us. Yeah. Um, so game one, assuming Severino is not back to being Severino and or whatever, yeah, he's a big question mark yeah, right now. I, I would imagine it best. And let's assume, he'll, he'll, you know, maybe he can help you in the bullpen. Let's maybe. assume you get past uh, 
the twins, if that's who you play, since you guys have only that's twins. That's a big assumption, being that they pound the ball. They do, but their starting pitching isn't any good either. Um, except for Berrios, and he's obviously unproven. Um, but uh, let's assume you get past the Twins since the Yankees have basically owned the Twins for 20 years. Yeah. Um, that series in Minnesota was insane, by the no, way. No, it was insane. It was insane. Softball games. That was one of the, by the way, that that that, uh, that, that 14-12 game. Yeah. Uh, that was that was maybe the, that was was that when that Aaron Hicks made that ridiculous uh-huh. catch to yeah. end the game yeah after earlier they would have won the game hitting a home run with two outs yes uh, yeah. yes um, yeah that was maybe one of the one of the best regular season wins I can ever I can remember that was that crazy was well I was like the Mets game last night I mean the Mets get down 3 nothing. Alonzo hits a two run homer to get to one and then Davis goes back to back to tie it at three then you know they have a late late innings collapse kinda down 6-3 get uh, lead off double from Davis hit from Ramos Frazier comes up, parks it, ties it. You know, Panic gets the hit. Couple of outs. Rome, uh, Rosario gets a hit, and then Conforto with the walk off. I mean, it was it was pretty pretty thrilling. Yeah. Probably the best best win the Mets have had since 2016, when they were making their late season run to get into the second wild card mm. for sure. And the place was going nuts. It, it was fun to see. Yeah. But let's let's go back but, to yeah, the Yankees. But, but yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, so who, short who do you want? Starting game one against either Verlander, Garrett Cole, or by the way, uh, Zach Granke. You guys own him, so I wouldn't be worried about you facing that guy. That guy crumbles at the first sign of pressure. Yankees have had a lot of success over him over yeah, the years. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about he him. Had but, two, but, he had two good starts against him this year with the with the D bags. Yeah, but, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot different pitching for the Diamondbacks than it is in you know in the playoffs. Anyway. Who do you want going up against? Let's say, let's assume it's going to be Verlander in Game One. Uh, I guess I would go with uh, Tanaka. Go with Tanaka. Yeah, I mean he's been just from track record. Yeah, that's yeah. what. That's, that's well, all. he's he, done this no, before though. He's had mediocre regular season, and then he's come up big for you he, in the playoffs. He can, he can give you a seven innings, right? Uh, you know, ten strikeouts. Yep. Uh, you know, three yep. hits, two walks. Yeah. Yep. Happens. Half been awful since spring training. He's, he's been, been terrible. atrocious. He's been terrible. He gives you absolutely nothing. Now you can't. He, he can't. Nothing. He might not even make the roster. I mean, you know, he, he's just, he's been atrocious. Sabathia, you know, you never maybe, know. Maybe, maybe you can get three to four good innings out of him. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Herman, I, I, he's probably. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he's fifteen and two. I mean, boy. Yeah, man. he's he's pitched on the he, right he, days. He, put yes, it that he way. He's had some good games. Oh, he has good but, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, but he's. He's the guy when he makes a mistake, it gets crushed. Yeah, like he, his his stuff is good, but it's not good enough to to, to compensate for. By it. By the way, it's that's mistake. every pitcher in Major League Baseball this year, bro. He really gets hammered though. He misses. He so misses spots. So I mean, so, yeah, you know, he's been their best star, their best starter, but I think I get, I'm not trusting him against the Astros. I think I, I'm giving the ball to Tanaka. Tanaka's got to go it's, game it's one. The, it's the least bad option. And then probably Herman game two, or maybe I mean, who else you got? Like, oh, Paxton has been disappointing. I, Paxton will go. Yeah, he'll go game two. He can still give you a good game. Um, yeah, you, you just never know what you're getting with him. Yeah, and when he's bad, he's really bad. With him, if he gets strike one, if he if he's ahead in the count, he's fine. Yeah. Once he goes one and oh, two and oh, it's yeah. he's 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 done. Yeah, yeah. And he he's one of the he's the little girl with the curlish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, they, you know they, they, with the Astros, they pretty much know what they're getting from those starters. And yeah, with the Yankees, you don't. But the but the good news is, you know, they may, you know, they may and I'm sure it's going to be on the table depending on how the how the starters finish, uh, going with an opener for one or two of those games. Right, right. And I mean, and because your bullpen is, is is still pretty good and pretty still deep. good, but they're overworked. Right. I mean, you know, he's he's well. That's what you hope. Manage them fairly well, but. Uh, you know, he's tried not yeah, to Yeah, no one's pitched them. three days in a row right, exactly. all year. Correct. That's Correct. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they also, um, Adovino, 
uh, Britton and Chapman, all three of those guys are prone, prone to they come and walk in the ball. They hard. get a little wild. They can get and wild. And you cannot have that in the playoffs. No, no. Nope. Not against, against the no, Astros? You know how, yeah. Absolutely not. No, I mean, the playoffs, a two-out walk is like a rally. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. No, listen, it's – and we've I've said this. I've been saying this for years. No other sport is more stark how little the regular season – has nothing to do with the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Nothing, because yeah. the season's so ridiculously long. And relievers, and, and particularly, I mean, how many, how many, how many years do the Dodgers roll out reliever after reliever? You know, with ERAs, and, you know, in the low ones, right? And then they come to playoffs, they can't get anybody out. Yep, yep. Happens or, over or they have a very good first series, and the second series, they can't get anybody out. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's the, the fickle nature of relievers, as we well know, is insane. By the way, Gio Ursula for you guys, he's basically your version of Justin Turner for the Dodgers. That's a fair comparison. Right? I don't know if this is real, but if this is real, he's a keeper. And, hey, I, and, hey, they, and, and what well, do you do with Andujar? I mean, you, I mean, you, the you better figure out to play another position. Well, you I, play third for me. I think in the offseason, you, then you got to package Andujar and, and Frazier for a starting pitcher. I mean, By the way, Frazier pissed somebody off in that organization. Oh, for sure. With his, with his taking three days to report. I know. Um, well, I he's, did, still, he's still atrocious in the outfield. I just read an article, though, about him that he's gotten – since the trade deadline, he's really turned it on, and he's played much better defensively I read that, but, yeah, but then uh, the other night, base hit, he charged it. Yeah, well, I mean, but that could happen. I mean, that happens to everybody where you get in between, should I charge it, should I not? But that, that could happen. It's taking bad routes to balls and missing – basically missing fly balls that you should catch. Which he was doing. By the time they sent him down, the only he, he could hit, he could catch a routine fly, a right. softly hit fly ball right to him. That's all he was going to. Which catch. is very strange because he came up as a center field prospect for the Indians. He was that was supposed to be he was supposed to be. He's originally an infielder. Right. Which tells you he's a pretty good, you know he should be a pretty yeah pretty good athlete. He's a great athlete. Yeah, that that was I, I think I'm, sh- I'm I would pretty sure the concussions had a lot to do with that. It. Probably didn't help. And I to me he's a classic change of scenery guy. I think he needs. He needs to get the hell out of there to another organization that's going to show him some love and basically tell him, "Look, you're going to play every day." Right. I, I, I that just, you know, it just seems. At this point, there's no. And I'm not saying the Yankees did anything there's no wrong for him to be in the mind. Yeah, I don't think that the Yankees have done anything wrong by him at all. I mean, look, they just, you know, he's they, also. It's also bad luck, uh, on you know, for him that, that both Maven and Talker have been playing out of their minds, right. and right. they both and both those guys are really good outfielders. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I mean, Maven could always field, but boy, was he an automatic out with the bat. Yeah. And he's hitting over 300 for you guys. I mean, it's nuts. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, listen, you guys are definitely going to have your work cut out for you. And that's interesting because we said the Twins could be the Indians because the Indians have come back from an 11-and-a-half game deficit to catch the Twins. They've taken two – they have a four-game series going against them, right? They've taken the first two games. And the Indians still don't even have Kluber back. Jose Ramirez, who was like MVP caliber candidate, and then was awful for the whole first half of this no, year, has gotten red hot. He just found it. They missed Lindor for the first month and a half of the year. He's ever since he's come back, he's hit. Even Kipnis is starting to hit. They made the trade for uh, Puig and Fran Mel Reyes to help and deepen boy, that lineup. Obviously, they could not. They couldn't get that right out of there fast enough. Yeah, well, he's such a clown. Yeah, that guy's such a, a, a clown. He is such a clown. But then, meanwhile, I mean, they've got Bieber. They've got Clevenger. They're going to get Kluber back. They're going to get Carrasco back. That's a pretty good four starting four. And they got the manager. And Tito knows what he's doing. Tito team is never out of it. Tito knows what he's doing. And their bullpen is not that bad. Uh, Brad Hand's pretty good closer. And Simber's not bad. And Wickren's okay. And even Oliver Perez is still somehow getting lefties out, uh, shockingly enough. Uh, so when yeah, Hand, When Hand is on, he's on hitable. Yeah, exactly. He's another guy that could walk people too, though. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's amazing. And by the way, just a quick note about the Blue Jays. So I know you, I know you know this. 
The first three guys in their lineup are Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's son, uh, Kevin Biggio, Craig Biggio's son, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. yeah. And Bo Bichette, I believe, hit that a double gonna, in his that first... That guy's going to be so good. He hit a double in his first nine games, got yeah, a hit right. in his yeah, first yeah, nine games, right. right? or reached base and safely in his first ten games or something like no, that. Yeah, he, he doubled last night, or maybe the night before he doubled yeah. his ninth game. That, that's, it's not just a rookie. Right, it's a major rookie. league record to yeah. double in your first nine games. They hit a double, at least one double in your first... He hits the ball so hard. Yeah. They got and it uh, and, uh, looks like you can handle the leather, too. Yeah, he can field it. He can pick it over there. They got a nice little thing going with those. I mean, look at all the sons of guys that doesn't seem like they were playing that long ago that we were watching when we were. Fernando Tatis Yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm not even going to say these are guys we grew up with. These are guys we watched as grown-ups. Correct. We were, yeah. we were grown-ups yeah. when these guys were playing. When Fernando yeah, Tatis was remind. playing for the Mets, I was like in my 30s. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, pretty, yep. it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty scary. It's pretty scary. It's a, little, it's a bit of a sad state of affairs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a rough one to reconcile. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting uh battle down the stretch between the Indians and the Twins, you would think the loser of that division would be the first wild card. Uh, and then the A's right now seem to be pretty firm. Well, no. The Twins, the A's, by the way, they bash the ball. They, yeah, well, Nelly Cruz. I mean, can, can we, let's talk about Nelson Cruz for at, a second. At age 39. Do you know he had 13 home runs in a 14-game span? Because yeah, yeah. he had two, three home run home yeah. games. Two, yes, three homer games within that span. Yes, he just sir. went back on the IL. But... Uh, let's take a look that at his numbers his, first. This guy's just his entire... Listen, just pe- put him down for 30 and 100. If he plays 120 games, put him down for 30 and 100. Every year. It's every year. The guy's... Un- uh, he, he's very similar to Walk the Parrot. To, uh, to Encarnacion. Yeah. Oh, oh, another guy who he picked up course, and then got, got, got hit by a pitch of broken wrist. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. It really is nuts. It's insane what's going on in this show. All right. I'm glad you mentioned the Twinkies and the fact that they mashed the ball because I wanted to highlight Nelson Cruz. Okay, so in 323 at-bats, he has 32 home runs and 76 RBIs. Yeah, yeah he's ridiculous. I mean, and let's just, let's just take a look at his basically his career, his average season, shall we? Let's take a look. Because, I mean, it really is remarkable. He's 39 years old, by the way. Yeah, so, just, just keeps mashing. So since two, 2009, when he became a regular for Texas, and that was in 128 games, 33 and 76, in 108 games, 22 and 78, 29 and 87, 24 and 90, 27 and 76, 40 and 108, 44 and 93, 43 and 105. Last year, uh, two years ago, 39 and 119 in Seattle, by the way, it's not exactly a, a hitter friendly park. And the years he had 44 and 43 was also in Seattle. Last year, 37 and 97, and 32 and 70. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, with no sign of slowing down. It, it's incredible. Uh, now, I, I, I hate to say it. Uh, uh, has he been popped for PEDs? I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that he. I, for some reason, I feel like he has. I feel like maybe he has too. I don't know. I mean, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I, I think he might have. That, but yeah, I mean, look at this lineup for them. Max Kepler exactly. has 31 home runs and 77 RBIs. Eddie Rosario has 25 home runs. Uh, CJ Crone has 19 home runs. Jonathan Scope, Yankee Killer, 16, former Oriole. Polanco crushes the ball. Uh, Sano, in, in, in only 236 at bats, has 20 home runs. Uh, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Mitch Garver, male prostitute, has 21 home runs and 47 RBIs as a catcher. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, everybody, even the shortstop. Uh, 
is uh, who's that? Oh, Polanco. Yeah, seventeen home runs. I mean, it, it, everybody mashes over there. Obviously, the problem with them is their pitching is is, is not that great, as we alluded to earlier. Um, and I think you know uh, the Indians pitching. I would take over the Twins pitching uh, in in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's I, it's like not even close. I mean, this has kind of been the Twins forever. I remember when Brad Radke was their best. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you guys – and Joe Nathan could get everybody else out, could never get the Yankees yeah, out. Yeah, a big spot. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I still remember that bomb A-Rod hit off of him in uh, the old Metrodome yep. to dead center. Right. Um, so, yeah, it looks and like – And then all of a sudden the big home run he hit in Yankee Stadium. Yes. Also, yes. Often. You have to be, of course, happy with the fact that uh, you certainly buried the Red Sox from having any notions of winning the division. They're still barely on life support. You, you, don't, you don't want them making a play. You don't want them making a playoffs. You don't want them making no, the playoffs. No. Although, I mean, their pitching really is, is in rough great. shape. Not been great. It is in rough shape. And you know what? I will say this going back because there was talks that the Mets were going to maybe trade them Edwin Diaz or maybe they were going to get Wheeler. Maybe they were going to get Syndergaard. Apparently, the Mets asked for like Ben Intendi or Jackie Bradley Jr. You know what? Good. I'm so sick and tired of the Mets just giving away good players right. for junk. At least to try to get some. You know what? Exactly. I mean, if you want Noah Syndergaard from me, I'm getting three starters from you. I'm getting two good young players and a guy at AAA who's being blocked by somebody else you have on your major league team. I'm sorry. He's 26 years old. He doesn't make any money, and he's a stud. I understand he's not had a great year this year. Okay? The season, first of all, isn't over. And a lot of guys who depend on their slider as their secondary pitch have really struggled because of the ball this year. I mean, listen, I'll be the first to admit it. It works both ways. J.D. Davis' home run last year, did you happen to see it on the highlights? No. Uh, Last year. Last night. Pop up, second base. Oh, except it's an upper deck into right field home run from a right-handed hitter. Yeah. I mean, like seeing guys like hitting hitting balls – on the inside part of the plate to the opposite field mm-hmm. of the fence. Yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. It, it, it's crazy. It, this is like when the game was overrun with steroids, when, you know, uh, who was that guy from the Expos? Second baseman. Vidro? Jose Vidro. Jose Vidro. When Jose Vidro started hitting opposite field home runs. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. Something might be amiss here. Right, right. Other than the fact that Byron Bonds' head swelled to the size of a pumpkin. <laughs> Correct. Um, looked like Ken Griffey Jr. when he had elephantitis of the head on the, the Simpsons. Simpsons? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely something going on with the baseball this year. I mean, there's no way that it's not. I understand. Tanaka says, it says he can feel it feels like it's smaller. And his, uh, you know, he's... He's, he's basically his splitter has just been MIA this whole year. Yeah, I mean, look, Edwin Diaz had a wipeout slider last year. He's not found it at all. I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm just being, I mean, you know, Syndergaard is finally sees, feels like he's, he's ba- been able to, to make the proper adjustments. And, I mean, remember, Syndergaard used to have a 93-mile-an-hour razor blade slider. He can't throw that pitch anymore. Yeah. He just can't. Uh, now, it looks like he's, he's starting to learn how to deal with, with it a little bit, and he's been really good his last five starts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, you look at ba- Major League Baseball, there's like four or five really good teams, and then the rest is – then you got like four or five kind of who knows, mm-hmm. but you might not want to face them in the playoffs, right. and then you got a lot of junk. I yeah. mean, there's a lot – I mean, the, the, I mean, both leagues. I mean, the Marlins, we know, are a disaster. The, the, the Blue Jays, the, the Orioles, Orioles, the Tigers. Really you know, the Tigers have 35 I wins? Know, I know, I know. I mean, oh, the Royals are awful. Uh, I, I mean, there's just there's just a lot of – in the National League, um, who else is really bad? Well, you know what? The National League has some pretty mediocre teams, 
other than the Marlins, I mean, there's not that many really bad teams. I mean, the Reds aren't good, but they're not atrocious. Uh, well, here, we'll, we'll take a look at it right now. You've got the Marlins. What did you think of uh, Amir Garrett? <laughs> oh, in that huge brawl? Struggle. Well, first they of all. A lot of, obviously, a lot of bad luck well, with, with, with those two teams. With the Pirates and the Reds. Yeah, I mean, for first of all. Well, I mean, Amir Garrett's like 6'8". I wouldn't yeah, get in that dude's way. By the way, it looked way worse. I don't know if you saw the, the replays in slow-mo. Nobody really even landed a punch. Right. I mean, he took a big roundhouse, but he completely whiffed. Um, but, speak, yeah, the Reds, I mean, the Reds are four games under 500. The Pirates have really fallen off a cliff. They were at least competitive. They've been awful in the second half. Uh, so they're almost 20 games under. So they're pretty bad. You know, the Rockies are 52-64. and 64. They're not any good, but, you know, you hate playing them at their place, right? Because that stupid ballpark. The Padres are, you know, they're seven under. They're not good, but they're not terrible. The Giants are three under. I, I mean, you know, if you catch a, a series against them when you got to go up against Bumgarner. Right, right. I, I mean, it's not, you know, now that the Mets have decided to actually play well. I mean, look, they, they're 9-1 in their last 10, seven in a row, and 14 out of 15. I mean, they were 11 games under 500 not that long ago. Now they're four over. Pretty, pretty impressive. But, I mean, the Mariners aren't any good. The Tigers, the Royals, the White Sox, the Blue Jays, the Probably Orioles. Probably Rochelle just uh, hit the ball, just hit one out, and tie the game. What's that, 15 on the year 17. for him? 17 home runs. Yeah. All right, you know what? We're, we're going to do some investigation here. No, yeah, no, he was a career, his, his OPS, he had a career OPS uh, south of 600. I mean, he didn't get a lot of playing time, yeah, but. And this year, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, 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 okay. I mean, it's, it's actually over 900 right now. Okay, okay. By the way, he, he's a big, thick like well-built athlete he's not like a little he's i thought a, he was like I mean, a little like no, scrawny no, guy no, he's a big thick dude hits the ball hard I mean, yeah and, it was, it, and his glove is phenomenal spring training he hit the ball hard I, okay. and I remember thinking this guy's not going to make the team right he's, he's having a nice spring training but um all right he's 27 so he's not a kid but he's not old but yeah he's six foot 220 let's see so this year right now so that's his 17th home run you're telling me yeah okay 60 rbis at least He's got a 927 OPS. All right. And, so, that, and so that just went up. His first year in the league with Cleveland, he did get 267 at bats. He threw up a 6 and 21 spot with a 225 batting average and a, a, a nice, robust 609 OPS. Mm-hmm. His next year with the Indians, he got less at bats, 156. He gave you a 550 OPS, one home run and 15 RBIs. He barely played it all last year for Toronto, to be fair. So. I mean, 43 at-bats. I can't really judge a guy off 43 right, at-bats. Right. But certainly this guy's come out of nowhere. Well, that's, they, they acquired him last year, like a, you know, late, right. late, late last year for cash. Right. Just for, for some death purposes. Nice nice job, by, by the way, Blue Jays. I mean, I understand they got Vlad Guerrero Jr. now playing third base for them, but, uh, you know, this guy could play first base too. Yeah. Last time I checked, they did not trotting out any all. Justin Smoke has fallen off a cliff for them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive, obviously, and it, I mean, listen, I've been saying this for years. I mean, he, he, both he and uh, Lemay have been their best players. Yes, well, Lemay, he was always good. I mean, he was always good. He had a he's little. Been so good. He's been tremendous. Oh, he, he's he's the glass eater. I was asking for. I know. I just didn't. I didn't know he was. I, I told you when you got him, you're going to be very happy with him. Did I not? Yeah, you did. You asked me. He's the guy that you have to watch and play every day. Yes. No, he's been tremendous, and you know, and, that's, and he's he's another guy I like. I watch him. Like he's got. I think his wars like maybe. Maybe around five, but I look at like his career war is not that great. Right. I'm like, then I don't know what you're watching. Yeah. I, this guy, every game, that guy does something to help me win a ball yeah, game. Yeah. Now he's really good. And he's solid in the field. You know, gives you great at bats. You know, he's clutch. Yeah. He, listen, he, that was great. Listen, Brian Cashman is probably the best general manager in the league. I mean, he just is. I mean, you know, you can go back to 
getting, you know, De Gr- Gregorius or getting uh, Aaron Hicks or picking up Talkman or Urshela or, or Luke Voigt. Uh, I mean, even... He's made one bad move, and it was, uh, it was Jacoby Ellsbury. Right. Pro- probably the worst signing in franchise history. All right. You okay. signed 100 free agents, you're going to miss on somebody. Yeah. And, that, and then, by the way, the Yankees, if you've noticed, and I'm sure you have, I'm saying you, the royal you, Yankees don't do those deals anymore. Yeah. Right? I mean, do you believe there are people who are actually mad that the Yankees didn't sign Manny Machado? Yeah, I, I mean, really? Or, or, or Bryce Harper, by the way? Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we both said it. You don't need those guys. Correct. You don't need them. You don't need them. You're just fine. If anything, the Yankees need pitching. I mean, that, that might be the one place you might be able to ding him is pitching. Now, he, look, he tried. He made a trade for, for Paxton, right? And, you know, that's, that's one of those guys kind of try to, you know, buy a little bit low on. And you hope, you know, the guy who's a, considered a major prospect, he kind of looked like he was putting it together last year. But, I mean, the guy's never had thrown more than 160 innings in a year. Right. Uh, you know, so the, I mean, you never know. Totally, totally, a, a, a totally worthwhile move by Cashman. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. It was a smart move. And then he couldn't make a move the deadline. If people were trying to hold him up for too much. There wasn't that much available. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I kept every every day. I'm looking. I was looking in the papers. To see right. Do you know, we do we make a move? Do we make a move? Yeah. Well, it was, was a weird deadline. I, I look at go online. Yes, right. I, that's sure. Papers. Right. Right. Well, look, it was a weird deadline. I mean, a lot of – look, I mean, like we said, I mean, the Mets didn't trade any of their guys, and if anything, you know, they picked up a guy in Stroman. Well, yes, they traded Vargas to a team in their division, which is also a salary dump, by the way. Oh, by the way, did you know that the double-A, 185-hitting double-A catcher that the Mets traded for, to, for, got for Jason Vargas? Guess who he might happen to have been college teammates and roommates with? That? that would be uh, Bradley Wilpon, Jeff Wilpon's son. There you go. There you go. <laughs> do, it's like it's like do the Mets owners they're not know that the internet that. exists? They're, they're not, they're do not they not know that. that there's this thing called the internet? I'm not sure they do. Where people can find this stuff out sure pretty easily. I'm not sure. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm not sure they do. It is unbelievable. They can tell you how to get to Evans Field. Yeah. Well, oh, well, Freddie can. Freddie can. Freddie can. He can tell you all about the long-storied history of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Him and Larry King. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes. Uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go SoundCloud. See, uh, go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, by the way. It was good? Yeah. Uh, outstanding. All right. Outstanding. Oh, oh, but wait, Aaron. I thought that he just, Quentin Tarantino only uses women as props in his movies. <laughs> yeah. Go see the movie. I'm just kidding. Go, go see the movie. There was an actual article yeah, about that. Because everybody's. I know. I, 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 2019, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That'll do it for today's show. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another one. Until then, peace out.